0: you can totally change your life. So are you ready to rewrite your story and choose to live free? Let's do this. guys welcome to the karen Kenny show i am super duper excited to be here with you today and if you can hear the sound of my voice thank you so much for tuning in and taking some time to spend um to spend with me that's really nice <laughs> i know look i know there's a ton of other shit you could be doing so maybe you're taking uh me on a walk with your dog maybe you're doing some cardio right now maybe you're driving in your car Wh- whatever's going on I'm just so happy to be spending a little time together. And okay, here's the thing that I want to say to you before I I talk about the show. So really quick, um, I have a lot of ideas brewing in my head. I have a lot of things coming up. I'm thinking about maybe, uh, I am a writer. First of all, I'm a writer and a storyteller. Obviously, I'm a speaker, right? I do podcasting and stuff like that. Uh, but I'm kind of like a long form content writer and I love to write. And I'm writing a book, as some of you know. But I'm also thinking about maybe starting a Substack and having like a place where I can kind of move people who want to uh, read like my posts or things that are on my mind or, you know, whatever spiritual stuff and storytelling and good stuff um, and kind of move it maybe off of social media into a Substack platform. Um, so I have all these ideas and things I want to do, but here's the thing. If you're not on my email list, you won't know if, and when shenanigans are afoot, right? So you won't know a lot of times when those things are happening because the, the, the social media algorithms don't always play nicely with those of us who are creatives and creating stuff. So if you're somebody who hangs out in my world a little bit, um, you know, who listens to the show, who likes to know when I'm offering things or creating things or doing stuff, please join my newsletter. That would be like so fantastic fantastic to have you in my little email family. And you just go to com slash sign up, and you'll be the first to be in the know when I announce things, when I, um, you know, open up doors to things that have registration when I let you know when good shit is going on. <laughs> so I just wanted to make sure I'm like, make sure to tell them that uh, you, you got I, some ideas brewing. And if they want to be in the know to go there. Okay. Thank you so much for tuning in. I think I might call this sucker, uh, when we assume, when we assume, And we all grew up with, I mean, I I don't think I've ever been a person on the planet who has not heard the phrase, when you assume you make an ass out of you and me. And I always thought it was kind of funny. And I was thinking about it this week because I'm going to tell you a little story. Of course I am. Of course I'm going to tell you a little story and how when we assume often will get in our way in a multitude of ways. And so I am a paper person, okay? You can probably see behind me on the floor is a couple of sheets of paper over there. I got paper on my desk. I got paper over there. So we live in a very much a um, digital world where people are like, love to create Google Docs and love to post things over here and do things here and put things up in the cloud and whatever. But like, I'm look, I'm a kid who will always, well, I'm holding up a book. I will always want a book in my hand. I like tactile things. I like to be able to write on things and highlight things and draw on things. And so I love having paper. And there are people who love to consume content of all kinds, books and um, courses and everything digitally. And I understand, right, why, you know, I, I get it, like not having a ton of paper, maybe a little better for the environment all that stuff, but it's harder for my brain, for whatever reason to interact with content when it's in digital form. So I print out all kinds of things. If I am in um, a class, if I am studying with somebody, if there is a, um, a syllabus, if there are transcriptions, like whatever, I'm like, I want the paper version even if a PDF is like a hundred pages, I shit you not, I will print that sucker out because I want to be able to get my hands on it. And the reason why I'm telling you this is I had these stacks of papers from these different trainings that I had taken, different you know courses I had taken, workshops I had studied, and I had all these different things and they were in, I printed them out. They were like clipped, they were neat, but they were in these piles. And I couldn't put them on any shelf. I couldn't even do anything with them because they were still in paper form. And I have like a jumbo three hole puncher, but I have found that three hole punched binders, you know, they just are not fluid. The pages don't flip right. When they get big, they're wicked cumbersome and bulky and a pain in the ass. And I was like, I was seriously considering buying like a binding machine, like a spiral coil kind of like binding machine. And my friend KT, who um, creates incredible products for teachers and stuff like that, she told me, she's like, I have this binding machine. You can get it on Amazon. Here's the machine. Here's the coils. Make sure you get this. And she had told me this like a, a year or so ago. And I just never bit the bullet. I never, I just never did it. And I got tired of having, right, these notes and these things printed out sitting on my floor. And I was like, I've just got to do something. Now, here's the thing. I can't tell you how many times I thought to myself, you should just take them to Staples. And then I made the assumption that because they were already printed out, that Staples wouldn't let me do it that way. I kept thinking, "No." Staples is going to make me send them the digital file, which is fine because I have them, but then I'm going to have to print them out. It's going to cost me like $250. And I had written this whole story in my head. It's going to cost me all this money when I could just order the machine, have my own and then bind and coil things whenever I wanted to. Right. So this is this is what I'm doing to myself. And I'm thinking about it, and I'm thinking about it, and I'm thinking about it. And then all of a sudden, it's like S-T-O-T-J, spiritual team on the job, right? One of my pots, one of my pots within me or somebody on my spiritual team kind of like whispers in my ear and says, why don't you actually call Staples? <laughs> why don't you stop being an ass? And like, assuming like you have, what it- I I kept asking myself, right? Like once it occurred to me, I'm like, what is the basis? Like, what are you basing this story on or this, you know, th- this idea on that you think that it's going to cost $250, right? I'm like, you have no proof and no evidence that this is true. So I was like, yeah, I should probably, and I'm going to, I'm like, I should probably just call them, right? <laughs> so I call. And the guy that answers the phone was a sweetheart. He was so nice. And I told him, I said, I have all these stacks of paper. They're already printed, like da 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 da. And he says to me, Oh, so that's a finished job. And I'm like, What? He's like, They're already finished. You just need us to do the coils and stuff. And I was like, And I'm thinking to myself, they even have a name for it. So I'm thinking that they're going to be like, you're crazy. We don't do that. You're going to send the file. I'm like, of course, because I'm like, they're going to want to charge me for the paper and printing it, but I want them in color and I don't want to do this whole thing. But it was all a lie. It was all a lie. It was a big, fat assumption that I was making. So he still didn't tell me the price on the phone. He just said that he could get it done. And that it was light, you know, business was light right now. So we could probably have him back to me like within a couple of hours. And I was like, I'm in. So I get in my car, I bring the stuff to him. All right. And you guys, I'm talking, I'm going to hold them up for you viewers, right? For those of you who are watching. And there's another big ass one over there across the room that I'm not holding up. But look at these suckers, right? Black vinyl on the back, nice and coil bound, nice, shiny, like covers on the front. Did a fantastic job, right? I can open them just like a book. I can flip them around. Like I was so excited. Okay. He gets them done, right? Calls me, you know, they're all set. Come pick them up, whatever. I get there. And now I get up to the front of the desk and I just can't believe, it. I'm like, look at these suckers. These look fantastic. They came out so great. I was so happy. And so we go to checkout and he says, Okay, so you got the you know the vinyl backing, you got the clear front, you know, you got the thing, bop, the coils, and I'm like, yep. Yeah. And he mumbles something like thirty six, thirty seven, or thirty six seventy. I don't know, whatever. And I'm like, okay, thirty six seventy seven. I'm like, okay, there's eight of them or seven of them. I'm like, that's gonna be, you know, like I'm doing the math, and I was like, okay. So yeah, I was kind of right, like, but I'm not that upset because I've been wanting to like get it done. I'm like business write off. I'm doing all the things. And I go again. I say to the kid, "So like thirty six seventy seven for each of them," and he goes, "No, total." And I literally just start bursting out laughing. I'm like, "Wait, what?" I'm like, "I've been putting this off." for months and months and months because I had made the assumption that they were going to be so expensive, quote-unquote expensive. I'm like, and I just didn't take action because I was being insane. And you're telling me I could have had these beautifully like bound so I could put them on the shelf with the other notebooks and stuff. I'm like, for 36 bucks? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And so often this is what we do in life so i am just using myself to go first to just tell you look people be peopling and i'm one of those people sometimes right totally just made this assumption about something i did not have all of the information we're going to get into that in a second right but this is what happens a lot of time okay we make assumptions about other people we know other people make assumptions about us but we make assumptions about other people about other places other countries other other religions other uh industries other like we we make assumptions a lot a lot and we often make assumptions also when it comes to information we think we know more than we actually do right so What often happens is we are making um, uh, assumptions to me are also what I would call like interpretations. We have incomplete information that we then use to make interpretations and stories and we write them in such a way that we believe them and we think they're real. When a lot of the times we absolutely have no fucking idea what we are talking about. (laughs) (laughs) oh my god so i just want to break down the way that i look at uh, look at assumptions and i keep laughing because like i have to i have to call myself on my own shit i was like oh my god you just did this the other day this is a perfect thing to talk about so i believe Again, assumptions are often interpretations from our own mind, our own perspectives and our lack of complete information. We often have incomplete information that is informing us, but it's informing us in an incomplete way, which often, if we're not careful, will make us look like idiots. Okay, here's what I feel like assumptions lack. Assumptions actually lack three things that I love. I think assumptions lack curiosity. I think assumptions lack creativity. And I think assumptions also lack um, okay, maybe four things. They lack communication and they often lack compassion. Now here's the thing. What assumptions do, they lack creativity because they don't bother to to believe that something else could be possible they're not curious. They don't inquire. They don't ask questions. They don't communicate things in a way where it's like the curiosity and the question asking can happen. It's an assumption. It's like the mind has already been made up. So there's nothing to talk about. And then it often lacks compassion because assumptions are often now I think assumptions sometimes are made. Um, necessarily in a negative way but a lot of times they are negative leaning and one of the things when i say they lack creativity and curiosity it's because assumption making often um shows up as what i call i know mentality when we show up in an assumption um state we are not looking to learn we are not looking to hear new information we've already decided So let's put it this way. Um, A lot of times people make an assumption about somebody based on how they've behaved in the past. Um, Like, uh, let's say you, you go to a restaurant and we can make assumptions in the positive, right? Too, meaning- You know, every time I've gone to this place to eat, the food has always been delicious. So you, we often navigate life making a lot of assumptions and we're like, we go into it though, with a preset expectation because we're assuming, oh, it's always been good. Or we assume something like, oh, it's always been bad and we'll make decisions, but that's coming from a place of, I know it's not coming from a place of I'm open. Do you see what I'm saying with that? It comes from that place of predetermined outcomes of I know this is how you are. I know this is how they are. I know how that is. I'm making an assumption. And it's like a a, a cousin to conclusions, right? You know what's so fascinating? You know that phrase when they say, oh, people jump to conclusions. And I'm like, you notice how nobody says they... Uh, slowly approach conclusions or they they, they, they like um, wiggle on up next to <laughs> conclusions. No, it's always a fucking jump. People jump to a conclusion because they're not interested in listening. They're not interested in learning. They're not interested in hearing. They've already decided and they're jumping right to an outcome. They're jumping. They are not, like I said, they're not like, m- like moonwalking up. They're not shuffling up. They're not sidestepping up. They just jump. They jump in with their assumptions. They jump in and go right to the conclusion. And it, it you miss out on so much opportunity for nuance, for change, for growth, for expansion, for uh, to be surprised. Like all that stuff goes out the window because assumptions like conclusions, right, that we've already made ahead of time, what they do is they are often... Um, They lack listening, as I already said, they lack learning, and they are often fear-based. So many assumptions are fear-based, and a lot of times people, like I said, they show up in that, um, you know, what they call in, you know, Buddhism, like empty mind or beginner's mind. That's what's lacking when you show up in uh, assumptions and conclusions because with assumptions, like I said, you're showing up in the, I know, I know this is how it's going to be. I know that's how they're going to behave. I know that's what they're going to say. I know that's what they're going to do. If you're married, I guarantee you make assumptions about your partner all the time. If you have siblings, I guarantee you make assumptions about your siblings or your parents or your origin of family, your family of origin or whatever all the time. If you have best friends, people you spent a lot of time with, grew up with, whatever, guarantee you. People make assumptions about me without knowing me just by hearing my accent all the time. So many people think that people from Boston, people from the Northeast are stupid, that we sound like idiots because of the flat tonal quality of the way that we talk. And some of the smartest people I know, right, have that accent and they get underestimated all the time because underestimation is awful also like an assumption. But let me come back to this, I know mentality. So when I think of people who assume they kind of are like, I know, I know that's kind of the vibe, right? That's the energy. That's the attitude. And what I often think in my head is, no, you don't know that. You fear that. When people make assumptions about groups of people, especially groups of people that they don't have a lot of experience with, relationships with, contact with, with, they don't know much about their culture or where they're from or what they believe or who they love or what they do or all these things that, you know, hum- people be peopling. They make these assumptions like, I know he's got a I'm like, no, you don't know that but you fear that. And if you've ever had somebody in your life, and this might be you too, God knows I have done this before myself. When there's a possible like confrontation or conflict, right? Where you know you have to have some sort of a conversation where maybe it's not gonna go well, or you're afraid of how it's gonna go. And you know how you start in your mind having an argument before it's actually even happened, or you start... Feeling like you need to attack, defend or prove and convince like in your head and you're like, well, they're probably going to say this and then I'm going to say that. And I'll often stop people and I'll say, but wait, you actually haven't even had the conversation yet. What you're doing is you're making assumptions out of fear and you're predicting what you think is going to happen based on the past. So you don't know that's what they're going to say. You fear that's what they're going to say. And that's where your defensiveness is. That's why you're trying. When you look about, look at lawyers, right? When somebody is arguing, they even think about that. It's arguing a case. When you've got to state your case or make your case, what they're doing is based on the quote unquote evidence that has been laid out. They now have to produce a counter argument to that. So they have to kind of assume or predict where they think right? The, the uh, other lawyer is, is going to go and how they're going to make their case. So it's kind of like built into us that we do this thing. And we often do it because we're trying to stay safe though, right? It's like every time it's like, oh, I'm going to put that umbrella in my car because I'm assuming based on the sky, it might rain. So I'm not saying that all assumption is bad. Sometimes it's our brain trying to be predictive to keep us safe because that's what the brain does. The brain likes to save us time, be efficient, and keep us safe by keeping us in the familiar. So the brain loves to learn based on its past. But a lot of our past learning, especially when there's a lot of trauma involved or challenges or difficulties from our younger years, right, our um, prediction, our prediction maker, is not always working in our favor, is I guess how I want to say it. So a lot of assumptions are fear-based. They're based on the past and what was. I'm going to say that again. A lot of our assumptions are fear-based. They're based on the past and what was and what we needed protection from. What it's not often, I'm not saying always, because remember, there's always nuances and exceptions. When I do these podcasts, I always say, I'm not saying 100% of the time, this is how it always is. I'm sharing these thoughts to maybe help you. I always say, this is like a little... A, a little a little bit of love from my hat to yours, right? Just just sharing what's on my hat, what's on my mind, and that it might land in yours and might get you thinking in a new way, a different way, in a surprising way, in a funny way, right? It is just a sharing and exchange here. So I, I understand that not everybody is going to behave and act the same exact way, nuance and exceptions, okay? Okay, so again, A lot of assumptions are fear-based, they're based on the past, and they are based on what was, what has already happened, and also the brain's desire to anticipate what we need protection from. Okay, what it's often not based in is the present moment. It's not based in the present, and it's not based in possibility. That somebody might surprise you, that somebody might change, that somebody might grow, that somebody might get their shit together, that somebody might get clean, that somebody might apologize, that somebody might, you know, just think of all the different habits and patterns that humans have. Let's say that somebody is always late, okay? And you make the assumption that they're going to be late. And I have seen this across the board in my own family, in my own life, um, in lots of other people. And I'm kind of a sucker because there's a part of me that's always like, oh, I like to hold on to the hope that there's a possibility. <laughs> there's a possibility that things might be different this time, right? But with love, when we, when we think about people from a present standpoint, and not keeping them trapped in these old boxes and these old perceptions that we have in them. When we play impossibility, when we play in the realm of um, the present moment where all healing can happen and all things become possible, when love is also present, that's where love is. It's in this very um, present moment. And that's kind of like what swings open the door. And I think in a lot of ways, it returns us to this innocence. It returns us not to being necessarily naive, but it kind of puts us in this place of wonder and possibility and curiosity and creativity. And like, it's like, I don't know, maybe something different will happen this time, right? And if you listen to this show regularly, you may have heard me say before that there's a a line that I'm paraphrasing, this concept, this idea, that's a better way to say it from A Course in Miracles. That's kind of like, whenever we don't drag our past, our history, right? Into the present moment. Meaning we let people a little bit off the hook. We don't make assumptions about them. We don't um, hold on to these old perceptions. We don't put them um, in a box and label them, right? When we kind of keep the door open to love, when we don't drag our past into the present moment, we are reborn. And I think of that like, We are reborn, meaning we get a clean slate. We have a new opportunity. We're not lodged and stuck in our old stories and our old bullshit and our own blocks and our own blind spots and our old beliefs that don't serve us or other people, okay? And so this is the thing, (laughs) right? What becomes possible when we look at people through that lens, like last week, was it last week? No, two weeks ago, I did that podcast on the lens we look through, and when we choose to look through the lens of love, this present moment where things become really wide open to things being different, like when we don't jump to conclusions, when we don't make a, an ass out of you and me, right? When we stop the assumption train and say, hey, there is a possibility that something different could could show up. And you know, assumptions are another way that we... Um, I don't want to say cause, but let's say that we inflict shame on other people a lot of times too, because we make the assumption that they're never going to change, that this is who they're always going to be, that them at their, maybe their worst self or their, um, you know, their lack, that place of lack, um, that label, it doesn't give them wings It doesn't give them permission to be something different because people can only be as good in your presence as they are in your mind. And if you're not willing to see people differently, they will never ever be able to be different in your presence. You're the one cock blocking it. You know what I'm saying? Okay, another way that we make assumptions that I think get in the way um, in relationships sometimes. And this is um, when we make an assumption that this is again, this is the piece where there's a lack of communication when people just kind of assume, oh, she'll handle it. Okay. So let's say like you're going away camping or something with your friends and family, and this is something you do annually. And the first year you brought, I'm, make, I'm just totally making this up, right? The first year you brought a lot of snacks. Because you're like, I like to have a lot of choices. I like to have extra snacks. I want to make sure the kids have everything they need. So you bring a bunch of snacks. Well, somehow that gets into people's brains, and when they're thinking about going the next year and it's time to stop packing up, people start going like, Oh, well, you know, I don't know, Susie, (laughs) Susie brought the snacks last time, and she likes to have that, so she'll probably do it this year. And then it moves out of this one-time thing into this assumption. Oh. Well, they always do this. And then it turns into, well, they don't mind. They always do it. Because a lot of times people are are, are bearing the weight of other people's labels, assumptions, and expectations. And if they're people who don't like confrontation, who are people pleasers, who don't like to say no, they might never speak up. And then inside, they just become matted. They become... um resentful, they start to get angry. And if they don't speak up, I'm telling you that angle, it will leak out. It will find a way. And whether it comes out passive aggressive or aggressive, it's going to make a way out. So we keep people stuck in certain roles and in certain um, patterns and in certain expectations when we make assumptions. And it's just better to communicate and to ask people You know, how do you want to maybe if we're going to stick with that camping thing, what does everybody want to do this year? Do you want to bring the drinks this year? Do you want to bring the snacks? Do you want to bring the firewood? Like, how do we want to divvy this up? Like, let's not make assumptions. Right. And so. We can do it in that positive way too when we, we're like, oh, they're so generous, they're so kind, they won't mind. They always pick me up. They always drive. They always do this. And we haven't stopped to check in and ask them because maybe that person has changed and we can do this physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually because we are always, a lot of us, not everybody. Some people are like just fucking stubborn and they're never gonna grow and they're never gonna change. And they're just stuck where they're at. You know what I mean? They're still back in 1981 and they're not changing their hairstyle, their clothes, they're, they're not growing, they're not reading books, they're not learning, they're not interested, right? I'm not I'm not shitting on anybody. I'm just saying we all know those people who are just like, oh, they are stuck back there and they have no intention and no desire. And it's their life and they can do what they want. Okay. But let's not, let's, let's create a little more room for curiosity, creativity, communication and compassion. Because those are the things that actually create connection where assumptions kind of drive a big wedge and a big division between us because we're not seeing each other clearly. We are making decisions and interacting from a past perspective And that perspective, that lens needs to be clean and cleared because there is a new person perhaps standing in front of you. And can we just lean into the possibility that people have changed or grown or there's new things or new ways and new ideas? And can we be open to them? That's all I want to say. Can we be open to what becomes possible when we are in love's presence? You guys, I could talk a lot more about this, but I wanted to keep this one relatively quick. So I hope something I said today landed in your hat, got got up in your mind and is doing a little ricochet rabbit and and causing a little curiosity and stuff up there. And just thank you again so much for listening. Um, You've heard me talk about how I'm offering a new group coaching program coming up in September. I'm only um, taking 12 people. I want to keep it small on purpose. We already have three, maybe four. We have three definites who are in, a fourth who might be in. So there's eight seats left. Um, and I would love, if it, if it speaks to your hat, if it calls to your hat. look it, send me an email, go to, go, go to karenkenney.com slash alchemy, check it out. You can go to my contact page if you want to send me a message, you got a question about it or whatever. I always want to make sure that it feels like a good fit for you and a good fit for me and the group, but it's going to be powerful. It's going to be uh, incredible and lots of lots of cool stuffs going to be happening in that group. And I also have a retreat coming up in November called Own Your Magic. And uh, there's always other good stuff that I'm, like I said, if you want to be in the know, get on my email list because that's where people uh, tend to find out things um and like i said i'll let you know if i if i decide to jump in and do that um substack and that will be really fun to be able to kind of move just start to slowly maybe move a little bit more of what i'm thinking about when i'm sharing um off of social media into something that is more um like mine you know what i mean where i have control over it and i can um Own it. Because whenever we post something on social media, right, once it's out of your hands, we have no idea what's going to happen to it or who's going to see it. And I would rather have an audience that wants like you guys, you who listen to this show, you choose to tune in, you know where to find me, you know where to listen, you show up each week, most of you, a lot of you right? It's kind of like that, but I'm also a writer. So in written form. So I'm playing around with some ideas. So if you want to hop on my email list again, it's karenkenney.com slash sign up. Would love to have you join us. So you guys, thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your week whenever you're listening to this sucker, and wherever you go, be kind to yourself. Okay. Be kind to yourself. These, this being human stuff is no joke. All right. So wherever you go, Leave yourself, leave the place, leave the the animals, leave the environment, leave all the other people better than how you found them wherever you go. May you be a blessing. Bye. Hey, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of The Karen Kenny Show. (laughs) I super duper appreciate your time friendship, and support. And look, if something that I shared from my heart today somehow landed in yours, I'd love to hear about it. So please tag me on Facebook or Instagram or IG stories or wherever the cool kids are hanging out these days. And let me know what your favorite pot was or what you found most helpful. You can find me over at Karen Kenny Live. That's Karen, K-E-N-N-E-Y-L-I-V-E.